This is really my favorite song, man. Y'all don't understand. I love this song. Like, this is my favorite Tupac song by far. Picture me rolling. I know it has features on it, um, but we all know Tupac can carry an album by himself. He is the GOAT, or considered one of the GOATs. Uh, a lot of people consider Lil Wayne to be the GOAT. Uh, Tupac paved the way for guys like Lil Wayne, Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, Jay-Z, Eminem, Joyner, Andre, the list goes on, man. But anyway, man, welcome back to another episode of Houston. Oh my goodness, I was about to ruin it. It's KJ's Corner. It's not Houston, we have a problem, because we don't have that problem. We're not about to steal nobody's name off of podcast iTunes, man. That's not cool, that's not right. Like I said, this is KJ's Corner, episode three. By the time I get more subscribers and get more listeners and stuff like that, y'all going to just know that it's me. And I'm not going to have to say the name of the episodes or the podcast anymore because it's me. It's KJ. It's your boy. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, every single podcast, I'm going to do a different song. Um, this time I did Tupac's Picture Me Rolling. I felt like it was a great, uh, I mean, it's not really, I can't really find a good song about fathers. Um but that song always reminds me of uh, my dad for some odd reason. I don't really know why. I just I just think of that song, picture me rolling, just think of my dad. My dad's, you know, he wears a lot of these eccentric clothes. If you know my dad, you know my pops, he wears a lot of these clothes. He's really stylish. He knows how to put it all together, man. He looks like a pimp, to be honest with you. He looks looking like a pimp out here. But in any case, it is June 21st. It is Father's Day today. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, um, uh, spiritually and or physically, the father in somebody's life. Um, shout out to all the fathers that are doing their responsibilities and raising their kids right. Um, putting out the next generation of um, voters and, and doctors and successful people. I mean, the list goes on of how many people in this world or how many occupations or whatever uh, leads to success. And uh, we all can't make it there. We all don't make it there without uh, somebody in our corner or a father figure to look up to. Um, and I shout out my dad, Keith Lamont Houston Sr., uh, for being my rock, uh, for being uh, the great father that he is. I wouldn't be the man I am today if it wasn't for him. Um, and I appreciate everything he's done for me in my life. Shout out to Eric Williams. Um, shout out to um, my grandparents, uh, my papa and my granddad. Um, shout out to uh, Mr. Glenn, Darvin Glenn, my, my stepdad. Shout out to Tony Jackson Sr., uh, my other pops from another pops, <laughs> my brother from another mother. But I don't know how I could have said that in that uh, in that regards. But in any case, man, shout out to all the dads. I appreciate y'all and all y'all. Love y'all. And uh Again, this is KJ's Kona. Hey, I can be a jazz. Can I be a jazz uh, DJ jockey? You know, like, this is 98.7 FM. You're listening to all the smooth jazz. 97. I don't even see. I forgot what I said. See, nah, I can't even do it. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, uh, last episode, man, I talked about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I ended off the show talking about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, talking about his um, potential return 
uh, basically TA NFL. I'm um, gonna get to that in a minute, um, but that's that's what I left off with. Basically, was uh, Colin Kaepernick and um, him uh, potentially returning and everything. Um, but uh, before I get into that, I do want to clear up some stuff about last episode that I should have um, should have known before I you know did the episode. But um, in any case, there are some things I wanted to clear up. Um, in regards to what I said um, and what the topics were, also there's some things I want to clear up in regards to um, some more like debate topics or debate aspects um, about the topic of GOAT at East Height Award um, that Bleacher Report put out the other day. There were some names of Hall of Famers and players that I just did not put out there, and I feel like I disrespect so many good players that should have been named. They won't, they're not going to be put over the players that uh, were currently at the list, in my opinion. But there, there are players that I didn't name that I should have gotten to. Um, and that's terrible. But uh, first things first, um, the MLB commissioner, um, his actual name, I said Steve Manfred. Um, it's Rob Manfred. I don't know where I got Steve from. Um, that might have been some name I made up in my mind. But uh, instead of Steve Manfred, it is Rob Manfred. Um, that is the MLB commissioner. And I brought him up last time because I was talking about how the MLB um, is leaning towards, you know, keeping the, the shutout going uh, due to the you know coronavirus pandemic and not coming back, uh, waiting until... You know, there's some decent news in the sports world for them to, to finally get everything going. They got a little CBA going. They got some steam going with that. Um, but in regards to, you know, actual playing and training camps and stuff, um, nothing has been determined. Um, and I I mistakenly said his name wrong and called him Steve. And it is Rob Manfred. Sorry, Mr. Manfred. Okay, well, that was that was one thing. Uh, the other thing about uh, who I left out on, you know, potentially who could have been in the GOAT at each height award. Um, how dare I at six foot four? Now, like I said, there are some of the players that I'm going to name uh, or I, th- I thought of after, you know, I finally got off the air and everything. Um, you know, I thought about these players, but they're not going to like over uh, go over the people that. Um, were on the list. So at 6-4 of the Godaddy's Height Award list was Dwayne Wade. I think there's no debate there. Um, however, I didn't even throw in the name Jason Kidd. Like, how can I forget Jay Kidd, um, the uh, prototypical NBA point guard that uh, sets everybody up, gets everybody involved, um, knows when to take over, uh, was pretty much the the, the triple-double machine after uh, Oscar Robinson, the big O, who, by the way, uh, should be considered for 6'5", because, uh, you know, James Harden and him. I mean, big O, come on now. Um, we, can, we, we can debate that. I'm not going to throw I'm not going to talk about the 6'5 one. Um, no bias, James Harden all the way. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jason Kidd is the prototypical point guard, man. He was... He was he would get triple doubles, he would get rebounds, he would score. He led the Nets to two straight finals appearances. They lost them both, but J.K. finally got his one ring with the 
Dallas Mavericks, the year that they took out LeBron and the big three um, in their first season together. So I can't believe I didn't think of Jason Kidd at 6'4". I'm terrible, terrible. I can't be a basketball analyst and forget about Jay Kidd. How dare I? Um, he, there's no he doesn't he doesn't beat Dwayne Wade in this one. Um, but there's another name that I forgot. Um, Tim Hardaway Senior. Um, actually, I'm a uh, Tim. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Senior. Um, he was about six one six two. Um, but he's not taking. Uh, he's not taking um, Jerry West or. Um, yeah, Jerry West's spot. Because, uh, I mean, it's, it's Jerry West. It's the logo. Come on now. Um, but Tim Hardaway, for sure, was a revolutionizer of the game in regards to the ball handling. I mean, the, the through-the-legs crossover, nobody does that in this day if it wasn't for Tim Hardaway. He made that crossover work, and he made it cool. So, Tim Hardaway. Uh, Mitch Richmond at 6'4". Not taking Dwayne Wade's spot, but you got to throw him, you know, his name out there. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer and an all-star with the Warriors that run TMC uh, group. So got to give it to him. Um, I talked about lefties and James Harden being the most skilled lefty in, the, in NBA history on top of David Robinson. Um, but I left out Chris Mullen. I mean, one of the other um, one of the other dream team uh, players that I just forgot about Hall of Fame player and and again one of the catalysts or the catalyst for Run TMC, um, Chris Mullen. I forgot about him. Smooth six 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 seven lefty. Um, not gonna put him over Michael obviously and or um, Kawhi Leonard or Kobe who should have been on the list um, there. But Chris Mullen for sure was a name that I did not bring up. Steve Nash at six three or listed at six three. Um, for the six, yeah, the six three goat award. Um, you're not gonna put him over Steph because it's Steph Curry. He's the revolutionizer of the game of the space of the pace and space style of play. Steph brought that to the league, and he made he made it so you know every single player on a basketball team has to be able to guard one through five or can guard multiple positions. He he made it that way. Um, and he made it cool to shoot from 30 feet out, or he made it an asset to shoot 30 feet out. And then now you got guys like Dame pulling that far, James Harden pulling that far, uh, Kevin Durant, who, you know, has the range and everything, you know, is pulling that far. Um, and you know, now you see guys making, it's kind of like, oh, wow, he made it kind of like, a. it's kind of like, you know, when, when people started dunking, I mean, I, I definitely wasn't there for that. A lot of us weren't there for that. But when like people first started dunking, it was like, oh my goodness, they dunked and everything. Now you see a dunk in the NBA, you're just like, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you get hype and you get excited, but it's a dunk. Everybody's done a dunk before. So I forgot about Steve Nash, two-time MVP, did not ever win a championship ever. Uh, But I mean, he he did take an MVP away from Kobe. So if you can do that, you deserve to be talked about in the GOAT at 6-3 award. Um, didn't talk about Steve Nash, so I cannot believe I didn't do that. Um, how dare I? And uh, last person that I thought of after I finished my episode was Dr. J. I, I mean, this man, Dr. Six Seven. I mean, he revolutionized dunking. If you if you want to say it. he made dunking cool, uh, 
and also I mean, he he looked he looked like a he looked like Denzel Washington. Like he was he had the fro going on, had the mustache. You know, he was again six six, about six seven, was could jump out the gym, still can. I mean, look at at his at his age, he could still get up and dunk it, which is crazy. Um, I, I consider him definitely one of the top players all time to play the game, just because he dominated not only in the AB, not only in the NBA but the ABA. Um, before the the merger, um, he was dominant in the ABA, and though you know getting him him getting in the NBA was uh, the latter part of his career, um, he was still dominant then and won a championship in the NBA and 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 is a was a perennial All Star and a perennial first teamer uh, or NBA All Performer, and uh, he definitely should have been uh, um, in consideration for the six seven or six six award. Well, not six six, and I could give it over Michael, but the six seven award um, in regards to you know go at the go at each height. So he was a very um, obviously one of the greats, and definitely should have been. Uh, I should have mentioned him. I can't believe I didn't, but in any case, I hopefully I make up for that. I made up for that mistake now by um, shouting out those players this time. Um, but like I said early on in the show, um, I talked about Colin Kaepernick in uh, towards the end of the last episode, um, and uh, mainly it was because the fact that uh, a lot of there's been a lot of you know rumors and um, actually the, the the momentum of those rumors are picking up, and the fact that uh, Colin Kaepernick is um, uh, has is potentially can return to the NFL. Um, Roger Goodell came out earlier in a statement saying um, how he uh, is is open and welcome to to team signing Colin Kaepernick and and everything like that. He and you know since since then uh, um, you know teams have not well there have been teams who have been looking into Ka- Kaepernick and everything, but you know now in this day and age uh, of what's been going on and everything that's been happening with Black Lives Matter and um, social reform and change and inequality that we've all been trying to, uh, that we've all been seeking. Um, you know, Colin Kaepernick getting on an NFL team would would be, you know, a, a, a sight um, for sore eyes, really. It would be a refreshing sight um, to see Colin Kaepernick um, getting his justice, basically, um, after pretty much warning us and trying to tell us what he was doing and in back in 2016 when he was kneeling during the national anthem. Um, so for those of you who, um, I guess have lived under a rock or don't pay attention to sports or whatever, um, it, it did stretch out beyond sports. So if you just don't watch TV or don't watch the news or don't listen, read or anything like that, uh, Colin Kaepernick four years ago, Um, during the national anthem of almost every single game uh, would kneel and uh, would kneel in solidarity for um, people dealing with police brutality. Um, And during that time we had, you know, Trayvon Martin who lost his life to um, not a police officer, but a man believing he was above the law and uh, a, a neighborhood watch, um, uh, neighborhood watch participant or activist or whatever, uh, you had 
Mike Brown, who lost his life to police brutality, um, and many other people who around that time were just getting murdered and or brutally harassed by police officers um, all across the country. And Colin Kaepernick was not having it. He wasn't standing for it, literally. Um, he would kneel during every single um, during every single national anthem. And then he'd go about his business and start playing. And then he would, he would, he would uh, give his his take on why uh, after the game, uh, the post game reports, he would give his take on why he wouldn't kneel, why he wasn't kneeling, and he ended up becoming a social pariah. Uh, everybody, um, including players around the NFL, were you know questioning what he was doing and and really not getting behind what he was trying to um, raise awareness to. A lot of people considered he was you know. Uh, disrespecting the flag and disrespecting people of our country or the people that fight for our freedom. Like, oh, how dare you? You know, we have people throwing down, laying down their lives every single day, trying to uh, keep you, allow you to play football and blah, blah, blah. And they pay your paychecks and this and that. And, and, you know, it was just, it was just crazy for Colin Kaepernick. He became, um, like I said, a, a, a social pariah, ended up getting blackballed out the NFL um, and teams would not would not sign him. There were team there were, there were teams who would even talk even talk to teams and just tell them that you know what you shouldn't sign this guy. Or um, owners were telling owners you know not to mess with them. They they didn't want to have the social media circus that Colin Kaepernick was bringing. Um, and you know his message kind of resonated with some players in the NFL. Um, a lot of players didn't speak up. A lot of players spoke up, but against what he was doing. And a lot of players um, would kneel or in, other, in some cases, some teams would lock arms before the national anthem. Um, and, you know, what, his, what, what he did sent sound waves throughout the sports world. I mean, you, got, you had NBA teams wearing shirts uh, with stuff like I Can't Breathe for uh, the death of Eric Garner, who lost his life to police brutality. Um, you had WNBA players wearing shirts saying I Can't Breathe or um, you know, we need change and stuff like that in their warmups and in their uniforms and everything. And so what Colin was doing was, was, was resonating with a lot of people in, in, uh, in the sports world. Uh, however, many people, many people, um, fans and, and just regular people just weren't okay with what Colin was doing. And like I said, it got him blackboard out the NFL and, he even filed a grievance. I mean, his his saga against the, his saga with the NFL, you know, it went from uh, protesting to um, getting blackballed to then you know filing grievances with the NFL because he uh, believed that they were you know in collusion. All the teams pretty much um, in regard or not you know not trying to sign him to to the squad just because of you know what he was doing. And again, like I said, they didn't want that social media circus. So. He filed a grievance. He got a settlement, um, and he also ended up getting you know a Nike deal and everything. Um, but what he, he what he stood for was very noble, and he definitely um, uh, he he ended up losing his job for doing what was definitely right um, for not just um, people of color, but for everybody who deals with um, the systematic injustices that are happening in this in this. Uh, in this country and 
now you know we're seeing it four years later you know things are are coming to light that Colin Kaepernick was trying to shed that light on I mean we have we had George Floyd get murdered by a police officer after telling him that he couldn't breathe uh, had guy had his neck guy had his had his knee on his neck for nine minutes I mean that right there and then Breonna Taylor um, getting having her house uh, um, having her house um, the cops assuming her house was a, like a drug dealer house they break into her house and shoot her um, without question with no warning or anything she loses her life and the cops are still um, not even arrested or anything like that so you know all this stuff is going on and we're all starting to see it and we're all starting to think you know Cap was right in what he was doing back then and uh, you know he wasn't again he wasn't trying to, to, to disrespect the flag or the country he was trying to raise awareness to um, to us and let us know that police brutality, systematic injustice, um, and racism is all still very much alive and very still or very much prominent in this country. <clears throat> and and man, I, I definitely uh, I can't um, sit up here and say that I wasn't one of those people that in a sense was uh, was against him. Um, or wasn't against them because I definitely had my 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 issues for sure. Um, I went on national radio uh, when I interned at this radio station in in Redding, California, uh, in downtown Redding. Uh, when I went to school out there at Simpson University, um, I interned at this radio station, and we were talking about police brutality and and um, what was going on in the country at the time, and. We brought up the whole Colin Kaepernick thing and how uh, Colin Kaepernick had been kneeling and protesting and and basically um, causing a pretty much a stir in the in the sports world and in the country. Um, I definitely went on record saying, you know, I uh, I what I thought he was doing was admirable and is no was noble, um, but my issue with it was. I didn't like how he brought it into the workplace. You know, the NFL, um, I mean, as NFL players or as professional athletes in general, they already have these big platforms. And him being in a big market as big as San Francisco, um, he could have done he could have done it any other way by raising awareness and stuff like that for police brutality. Um, but he brought it into the workplace and made it a distraction for not just his teammates, but for um, the NFL and um, the organization as a whole, and um, I felt like he could have went about it a whole better way than than how he did it. Um, again, thinking thinking it was noble and admirable, um, I just thought you know his his livelihood was on the line, and he didn't care. You know, he didn't he didn't care about his his you know his livelihood, him being kicked out of the NFL or anything like that. He just wanted to bring change, or he just wanted to to push for change and fight for equality. And, and, um, my, yeah, that was my issue with it. Him, him bringing it into the workforce or the workplace. Um, had he not, yeah, again, like I said, had he, had he found a different way of going about it and still got the results, um, without having to lose his job or anything like that, uh, it would have been, I thought it would have been okay, but, uh, yeah, that was my only issue with it. And that's where I uh, felt like I was in the wrong. I mean, it was my opinion. But it was just how I felt, and 
um, in any case, uh, Colin Kaepernick, man, uh, what he what he was doing back then is definitely got def- definitely got brought back to light. And like I said, there has been a lot of momentum and a lot of steam and rumors of him returning to the NFL. Um, and uh, I think last it was about la- last year um, in 2019 or something like that. Um, I'm I'm looking up on uh, the NFL uh, website. There's a, uh, a an article um, about Colin Kaepernick and his potential return. Um, he arranged a workout in Atlanta um, last November um, and invited all 32 teams to attend. Um, instead of doing it in an NFL facility, he changed it to a high school location um, just because just because you know NFL facilities. Um, as, as sometimes you know, you're not allowed to go into the, not allowed to go into them, even if you are media personnel. Um, so he brought it to, a, he took it to a high school, um, in which you know anybody could see it. And I think only about eight teams, or it says it on here, only about eight teams showed up and, and scouted him. Um, and um, what was taken away from his his workout was, you know, he looked good. Um, he looked like he was in shape. Um, and he still had his fastball, which he was known for. Um, uh, all he did, all he did was uh, throw routes. Um, he just threw the ball. Um, didn't do anything, any uh, agility stuff or any uh, thing like that. He just threw routes and everything. Um, they noticed that he looked uh, like he sh- was struggling with his accuracy, but he still looked like a like his uh, competent, you know, NFL self that he was back in 2016 um, when he when he last played. And uh, a lot of people said um, from that scouting or from that workout that he looked like he could be on an NFL roster or he should be on an NFL roster. Now, this is what I was talking about last time. Um, I don't I don't know why it took, you know, it, it took this big, you know, protest, all 50 states finally protesting and finally fighting for equality and against police brutality for teams to know that Colin Kaepernick is a good quarterback or a decent quarterback. Um, he should have been in the NFL a while ago. I mean, or he should have still been in the NFL. I mean, there were so many teams this past season that had injuries um, and or that were just terrible and didn't have a quarterback option um, to which he should have been that backup um, or he should have been that starter or whatever. You look at teams – uh, top of the lottery or teams that um, that just drafted a quarterback or whatever. You look at um, teams like the Steelers, who, in in a sense, you know they they lose Ben Roethlisberger, and then they throw in Mason Rudolph. I mean, Mason Rudolph, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick. If you you can't see me right now, but I have my right hand up, which is Colin Kaepernick. My left hand, which is Mason Rudolph, is down, way down. It's kind of at the floor. Like, Colin Kaepernick, Mason Rudolph, like, come on now. Kaepernick should have been that backup quarterback for them. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger got hurt in, like, the first two or three weeks, and they went to Mason Rudolph. And for for a good while, they were doing decent, but you had to give it up to their defense, which was was monumental, uh, monumentally good this season. They had a really great defense, um, you know, buoyed by, you know, guys like T.J. Watch and, T.J. Watt, sorry, and, and uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, um, Devin White, Bud Dupree, Casey Hayward, 
They had really solid uh, defensive pieces. And offensively, I mean, you had Juju Smith, who's a really great receiver, a really good young receiver. James Conner, a solid running back. Um, and they just had a lot of good pieces around uh, Ben Roethlisberger for this year. He gets hurt. They go to Mason Rudolph, and um, they kind of keep the boat afloat until Mason Rudolph gets hurt, and then they go to Duck Hodges, their other backup. So the Steelers went through all three of their quarterbacks. But imagine, you know, they throw in Colin Kaepernick with his, you know, agility, um, with his ability to throw the ball. You know, he, he can be accurate and can uh, throw receivers open and stuff like that. We saw his his uh, better years in the NFL when he took the NFC uh, when he took the 49ers to the NFC Championship game and eventually a pro uh, Super Bowl. Um, he's he's been a he's been a proven quarterback. So you know, a team like the Steelers who lose Ben Roethlisberger, I don't know why you don't go to a Colin Kaepernick, another veteran um, who can help lead that team to a playoff berth or whatever. You look at uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, who who traded for Nick Foles, the former, uh, you know, uh, a former uh, Pro Bowl quarterback and a Super Bowl winning MVP, a Super Bowl winning quarterback who also won the MVP. Um, you look at a guy like him. They traded Jacksonville traded for him to be their quarterback. He gets hurt in the first week, um, and Gardner Minshew comes in, who surprised everybody. He had a really good. Um, he had some really good stats, had a really good rookie season, uh, threw 13 touchdowns, I, I think, compared to four interceptions um, in his first couple games before Nick Foles came back. Um, he did really well, and I'm guessing they're going to go with him forward now since they didn't draft the quarterback and didn't really look for one in the free agency. Um, but Nick Foles gets hurt, and they had they just had Gardner Minshew and I think Joshua Dobbs you're telling me you can't throw in Colin Kaepernick? I mean, I know he's an older guy, but um, and they're looking to like rebuild and stuff. But all teams are looking to win, and you can't you can't tell me that Colin Kaepernick wouldn't have been a solid, you know, uh, quarterback right there to slot him in there and, and let him see what he can do for for your team. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea why you know this wasn't um, planned out or why this wasn't an idea for some teams to sign Colin Kaepernick. Um, uh, and especially, you know, the teams that are struggling mightily. I mean, the Jets lost Sam Donald for the first six weeks of the, of the season. And, um, they went to their backup who obviously shouldn't have been a backup. You got guys like Nathan Peterman, um, who threw what, seven interceptions or six interceptions in a game, um, bef- uh, the, the year, I think it was him and Tyrod Taylor on the Bills. Um, uh, The coach wasn't really messing with Tyrod Taylor like that, so they changed him out and put in Nathan Peterman. He comes in and throws uh, like a, I I think, the the all-time most interceptions in a game, and he still ends up finding himself a job. Like, I don't see – that's, you know, that's why Colin filed a grievance with the NFL. Like, you got guys like that still able to find backup roles and stuff while throwing six interceptions in a game and, and everything and, and being known for doing nothing but throwing interceptions, can't read a defense, um, can't throw receivers open. I mean, that's terrible. Um, so Colin Kaepernick could have been on a bunch of teams this past season that were dealing with quarterback issues. Um, but his uh, potential return, um, they're potentially 
a lot of there are potentially a couple of teams now. I mean, a lot of teams look got a got their quarterback for the future and got their quarterback um, now. Um, again, like the report said um, of his workout, it looked like he could be um, um, most likely a backup quarterback um, option. But that's solid. Him getting an NFL um, job, regardless, is what would be you know uh, a, a breath of fresh air. Like seeing him back in the NFL would be great. Um, a couple of teams I think he he'd be really solid going to. I think. Um, Especially because he would play, and I think they would they would give him a lot of um, a lot of snaps and stuff. I think one for sure the Baltimore Ravens. Um, uh, RG three is you know not the same as he was, and he's not you know he's not getting any healthier, and you know he he had, he dealt with that issue that you know messed up his knee, and he hasn't been the same RG three since his first his rookie season and his second season in the league, um, his Heisman year at Baylor. I mean, you throw in Colin Kaepernick in there. I think the Ravens had like this play book of, I think called the Heisman package or whatever, where they would just have Lamar Jackson. They had Lamar Jackson, Robert Griffin, um, and Mark Ingram all on the field at the same time. And they would do like a running play or like a, a, a run pass option play or whatever. Uh, you're telling me you can't throw in Colin Kaepernick there in exchange for RG three and 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 that'd be a a lot you know a lot better situation. Uh, I think they'd be more deadlier if if they had Colin Kaepernick. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, with a guy like John Harbaugh who who knows of Colin Kaepernick. I mean, his brother coached him. Um, I think the. He John Harbaugh, you know, really turned that team around. The Ravens really um, built that team around uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, and and his 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 offensive mindset would be very useful and would would utilize Colin Kaepernick very well. So I think Baltimore would be a good uh, selection or a good spot for Colin Kaepernick to land. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars definitely be a good spot. Um, they, I think they're set on Gardner Minshew, um, and looking to see what he can do this season. Um, but I mean, who's your backup to Gardner Minshew? I mean, Gardner Minshew, uh, still needs to be a proven quarterback. Still needs to show that he can, um, lead a team or be a, a, a viable quarterback option for a whole 16 game season. So, um, Gardner Minshew, um, Gardner Minshew's backup would be, it would be, it would be good to have a Colin Kaepernick as your backup. I mean, a guy who's been there, a veteran, um, who, who has won, um, is a winner. I mean, didn't win the Super Bowl, but he led the team to the Super Bowl. I mean, you have a guy like that as your backup behind a young Gardner Minshew, that'd be really solid. And who knows, maybe he can slide on in if Gardner Minshew, um, doesn't produce in the second season, um, isn't is struggling a little bit, or does get injured. Um, we'll see about that one. But Colin Kaepernick would be a viable backup option um, for Jacksonville. Um, New England, uh, I mean, they're I think they're I mean they're set with Jared Stidham, but this is Jared Stidham's coming out season. Uh, the former Auburn quarterback. We got to see if he can be a solid quarterback option. We don't know. We're about to see. 
Uh, Bill Belichick has never had an athlete for a quarterback, obviously. I mean, he's gone his whole career with Tom Brady and before Brady was Bledsoe. So um, he's never had a like a, a mobile guy to just get out the pocket and, and everything. And he's never had a guy um, – um, I mean, he never really had a guy who is, you know, kind of up and down like Colin Kaepernick. And Colin Kaepernick has been known for um, his accuracy issues and stuff like that, but he is – a winner and he is a capable quarterback as we've seen. Uh, so for him to back up Jared Stidham would be solid. I mean, they need another veteran option back there. So that'd be pretty good for him to go to New England. Um, I think another team would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I said, they went through every single quarterback this last season and still were, I think, above 500, ended up either above 500 or at 500 uh, to end the season. Um, didn't make the playoffs, obviously. Um, but Ben Roethlisberger was hurt. He was drafted back in, what, 04 now? So he's he's getting old. He's getting up there in age. Uh, again, the injuries are piling up, so we don't know how he's going to be. But they need to have at least somebody behind him who's capable of um, galvanizing the team and leading them um, – and leading them, I mean, Colin Kaepernick would be a solid, uh, viable backup quarterback to um, a guy like Ben Roethlisberger and another veteran presence in the locker room for everybody, um, including Mike Tomlin, who I think would benefit from having another um, veteran QB back there, um, you know, ready to come in if Roethlisberger got hurt and, you know, ready to, to um, help out in any way he can. Um, so those are pretty much the those are those are four teams that I think would really benefit from having a Colin Kaepernick come back and join their team. So all you guys that I just mentioned, man, all you NFL teams, I hope you guys are, you know, uh, scouting well and 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 reading up on Colin because he he is very he he's a very good option. Um, he's a very good option for for any team really. And I hope that he does get the chance to go back into the league and, you know, show everybody what he's capable of doing. And if, if he doesn't get to play, at least he gets a job again. Um, that, that, that getting blackballed at the NFL was, was, um, was I think ridiculous and, and shouldn't have gotten to that. I don't think the NFL should have done that. And I do think their teams were colluding and everything and not allowing him to play or get signed. But, um, him getting back into the league would be a nice um, change and would be um, something that I would look forward to. So shout out to Colin Kaepernick, man. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Proud of you, brother. Um, so, so yeah, so Colin Kaepernick, NFL. We'll stay in the realm of the NFL because I'm sure that, you know, this season is going to be so crazy. In a sense, I mean, not COVID, not COVID-wise, but just in the sense that I think it's going to be really competitive and it's going to be really good. Um, I'm, I'm sure everybody so far has seen the pictures of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski in their Tampa Bay Buccaneer outfits already. I am shocked. You know, as someone who's been watching the NFL since, I think, 2002, which is when I became a Raider fan, um, <laughs> Um, 
you've seen Tom Brady in a in the red, white, and blue, basically, and silver um, for all your life, and now he finally decides to switch, switch it up, and potentially his last, uh, maybe his last two seasons in the NFL, and goes to the NFC. I mean, that's crazy. And then the unretired Rob Gronkowski um, comes back and joins him in 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 Tampa Bay. I mean, the NFC South, not just the NFC, but the NFC South division um, is going to be crazy tough. Um, I don't think the Panthers are going to do anything too um, damaging for each. I think they're going to be a solid team or whatever. They, they got Teddy Bridgewater, who was a former Pro Bowl quarterback for the Vikings back in the day. But <clears throat> I I don't see them really doing anything to affect change in the NFC, but the NFC South is going to be tough. You got the Saints who, you know, still have Drew Brees, perennial or uh, Hall of Fame first ballot, still got Alvin Kamara, still got Michael Thomas, got a solid defense. Um, and uh, that O-line is just tough to, to penetrate, can't get through them. Um, they're still going to be good. They're still going to make it to the playoffs. Um, Barring no barring no injuries, you got the the Falcons who just got TG two, the former um, NFL rushing leader and and former uh, MVP candidate um, and offensive player of the year. T- uh, Todd Gurley coming from the Rams, signing a one year deal with the Falcons. I guess betting on himself, but going back to his roots of Georgia, um, the the college he went to. And playing for the Falcons, I mean, you still got Matty Ice, you still got Julio, you, you, uh, um, Calvin Ridley is um, is coming up as a really solid receiver um, next to Julio. You got Hayden Hurst, the former Ravens tight end, coming over, um, and then their defense is pretty solid. So I mean, you you just I mean again you you add a Todd Gurley to that uh, a running uh, a running game. Um, to to Matt Ryan and, and that receiving core, and they could be unstoppable. They could be deadly. They could be a really tough team to beat um, in not just the NFC South, but the NFC in general. Um, and then you got now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I do not think is the most stacked team. I'm going to tell you who the most stacked team is in a minute uh, to, to me. Uh, but <clears throat> the Patriots, man, or Patriots, excuse me, the, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, you got, uh, they're pretty, they're, uh, Ronald Jones is the best uh, running back option, but he's a solid running back. Um, he's not a, he's not an all down, all purpose, all down running back. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But you got uh, Mike Evans, one of the best receivers in the game and a really strong, capable receiver. With Tom Brady throwing him the ball, he, he might be a wrap. Chris Godwin. Who's a monster? They drafted Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota, who's a really good receiver. Um, you got Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard, and Cameron Brait, all three really solid tight ends. Um, a really good uh, O line and Ryan Jensen, Ali Marpet. Uh, they drafted Tristan Wirfs to to add on to that O line. Um, shout out Alex Kappa, Humboldt State um, alumni, uh, who's a starter, gonna be going from a D two to now. Uh, blocking for Tom Brady, crazy, right? Um, and then you got a really good uh, 
um, front seven, I would say, and you know, Vita Vea, um, and Dominican Sue is, is still really good. Um, Shaq Barrett is a rising uh, all pro, really good linebacker. Um, David White, Levante David, um, just have a really good team. If anything, they're, they're really lacking in the secondary and they're lacking with uh, with the with the um, solid running back. But the Buccaneers are really dangerous, and Tom Brady can do something that um, I mean he's he's done everything, which is crazy. But he's he can do the one thing that no one has ever done, and that's lead a team to the Super Bowl um, in the city in which your team's city is hosting the Super Bowl. So I think I explained that pretty crazy. But uh, Tom Brady or the Buccaneers, um, Tampa Bay is hosting the Super Bowl this year. Tom Brady could be the first person to lead his team to a Super Bowl in which his team's city is hosting the Super Bowl. So that can be history right there. We don't know. We don't know yet. Um, but I don't I, – I really don't think he's going to get there because of the team I think that's stacked in the NFC that I um, don't think a lot of teams um, are – or a lot of fans are noticing yet, but um, I think the Eagles are going to be really tough this year. Um, and um, first of all, like I said, like I mentioned in the, in the last episode, the Jets um, safety, all pro safety, Jamal Adams is looking to get traded in the Cowboys at the trade deadline last year. Um, were the front runners to get him. They didn't pull the trigger or something didn't fall through, so they never got him. But if they get him, then it could be a wrap for the NFC South, um, I mean, excuse me, NFC East and the NFC in general. But um, the Eagles, I think, are the most slept on team right now, and they're stacked. Now, they did lose one of their all-pro linemen in Brandon Brooks, so that's not the greatest thing to hear. But they do still have Lane Johnson. Um, I think Jason Frederick is his name, the brother, or excuse me, Jason Frederick. Um, Travis, no, Travis Kelsey's brother uh, for the Eagles, the lineman. I can't really get his name. Uh, I want to say it's Jason Kelsey. I'm not too sure. Uh, I think it's Jason Kelsey. Um, but they still have a really solid old line. Brandon Brooks being hurt is going to um, is gonna hurt them a lot, but I think their old line is still solid. Um, we're going to see Miles Sanders of the running back um, in his first, you know, full season as being the, the running back. Um, so we'll still see if Carson Wentz can stay healthy. We all saw that that season where the where the where the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. They were a stacked squad. And and it was because of the fact that Carson Wentz was playing at a super high MVP level. He would have won the MVP for sure had he not got hurt um, before the playoffs. Um, but you look at that team and, uh, they got Darius Slay in the secondary, Nikhil, Robbie Coleman, uh, the, the cornerback from the Rams, um, who's not a bad cornerback. Uh, he's, he's a little undersized, but, um, he was the one that, that hit the receiver, um, in the Rams and Saints game in the playoffs and which wasn't called a, uh, pass interference, but they, they get him, um, they lose Malcolm Jenkins, but. Uh, they replace him with with the, with a decent Will Parks, um, Rodney McLeod Jr. still there. They still got really solid athletes on that uh, on the defensive side, 
You still got Fletcher Cox, who's a monster defensively on as a nose tackle. Um, uh, Brandon Graham, uh, Derek Barnett. I mean, they, they the Eagles, and like I said, Darius Slay. I mean, who was the 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 big free agent get uh, this offseason from the the former All Pro for the Lions, the corner. Um, he's definitely going to be a big factor for them, and I think he's going to help elevate that defense. And again, like I said, if Carson Wentz can be healthy, he has still has Zach Ertz, a monster, still has Dallas Goddard, still has a really solid wide receiver core, and now it's on Jeffrey. D Jack doesn't have that uh doesn't have that same breakaway speed, but he still has that speed. I mean, he can still be me in a race for sure. At 30, what, 32, 33 now. Um, you got uh, again they drafted Jalen Rager, who's really good. Uh, still have really solid weapons around Carson Wentz. So the Eagles might be a sleeper team to come out of the NFC and potentially beat the Buccaneers and get to the final or finals. Look at me. I'm I'm in basketball mode. I'm ready. Um, get to the Super Bowl and could be the potential Super Bowl winners with Carson Wentz under center this time. So uh, that's my that's my thing. I think the Eagles Really, um, they won the free agency, and I think they are really slept on, and I probably might come out of the NFC. Um, who knows, again, Tom Brady now has a has a really solid offense around him, and, I mean, they are just – it's scary good how good they are. I, 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 played, the, uh, I played with them uploaded on Madden. I uploaded, uploaded the rosters on Madden, and I played with them. And it is it is so tough to, to – on Hall of Fame, by the way, I'm just – Put that out there on the toughest mode, just making sure. You know, I'm not no, I'm not no chump. Uh, but on Hall of Fame, I updated the rosters and everything. And Tom Brady is on the, on the team. They they recreated Gronk and everything. And um, that team is just crazy. I mean, I was throwing all over the 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 Ravens and all over the, uh, the Steelers. I was playing teams with really good defenses, and I was just like none of their corners and and their secondary players could guard me. And you know his video games is all fake. I mean, in, in Madden 20, um, they got this whole thing where uh, the best players in the game have these, like, X-Factors or whatever. Um, and for wide receivers, if you are an X-Factor or whatever, you most likely will catch anything that's thrown your way. Um, and Mike Evans has this, like, bully X-Factor where, like, you throw it up to him, he's going to win every single one-on-one match regardless of the, of the corner that's on him. Um, he's a monster. Chris Godwin's like super quick. I mean, Tom Brady, they got him like his accuracy is crazy good. Um, but this is mad and this is simulated. So this is, you know, this video game is not realistic. But I'm really looking forward to this NFL season because there are about to be so many teams, I think, that are really going to be good this year. And I think the Eagles are going to surprise people. They won, they won the NFC South or, excuse me, East this past season. Um, with all the injuries that were happening and almost um almost beat who they they played in who they put in the playoffs. Um they played somebody in the playoffs. I wanna say it was the uh it was the first round. Was it the Eagles? It was the Seahawks, I think. I think it was the Seahawks. Um and it was a back and forth game in that game. It wasn't like a blowout. They still like or were able to manage to to be really good in that game, but it was crazy, and um, it was a really good, solid effort from the Eagles. But I think they'll surprise 
everyone and uh, really do a good job of coming out um, and, again, showing that they're, I think, one of the best teams in the NFC this year. Not just the NFC, but the NFL. Um, <clears throat> but in any case, man, I, again, uh, am really happy about Colin Kaepernick and his potential to return to the NFL. Um, I hope he does because I think that'll that'll speak volumes to what's been going on and it'll, it'll definitely send a message that, you know, change is happening, um, not just in the sports world um, with Colin Kaepernick coming back to the NFL, um, but um, it'll speak volumes to, to, to all of us as fans who, um, who, you know, I think need to see a guy like Colin Kaepernick win um, and win in regards to like getting his NFL job back um, in order for us to feel better about his his stance, because um, I feel like he got robbed these past four years and has not been able to get back in the NFL due to him being noble and fighting for um, fighting for what he believed to be right, which is equality for everybody and uh, raising awareness for um, you know police brutality and winning police reforms and stuff like that. So hopefully, Colin Kaepernick gets back in the NFL. Um, I think uh, next episode, you know, we're going to dive into, you know, whatever happens next again. I don't really know. We don't have sports for a while now. Like I said, it's June 21st. The NBA doesn't start back up for another month and some 10 days, I think. So we have a while. Um, uh, shout out people, shout out Europeans, man. Y'all lucky y'all got soccer back. Um, y'all got y'all sports. I know people who watch, um, like the premier leagues and all that stuff are pretty happy and excited, um, uh, cause soccer is back for them, but I need my basketball, man. I need to see the playoffs. I need to see how this goes. A lot of players are, you know, kind of, um, voicing their opinion on why they, they think the season shouldn't restart. Um, I'm, I, I hear it. I hear them. Um, I'm not mad at them. If, if that's how they feel, that's how they feel. Um, but we'll see what happens. I want basketball. Um, but if, 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 if we're still fighting for, for um, equal rights and equal opportunity and, and, and um, police reforms and reformation in every single aspect of society, um, then, yeah, no need to start the NBA. It's, it's just, it'll just be a distraction. But I appreciate you all again for listening. Uh, I've been speaking for too long. I'd be rambling way too much, man. Um, next time, I'll, yeah, I'll talk about whatever's happening in sports. I'll just talk about what I see online and uh, and and what just piques my interest. Um, so with that being said, I appreciate you all for listening to KJ's Corner. This is your boy KJ. Uh, subscribe, listen, rate me, grill me. Critique me, whatever y'all want to do. I don't mind. Uh, love you all. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers again. Uh, and peace out.